Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. I'm Mike Vardy, and this is the Productivityist Podcast. If you've been thinking about starting or refining your morning routine, and this episode is for you. Welcome to the Productivityist Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Vardy, and you see I varied for my routine there because normally I open up with the welcome, but this time I decided to do something a bit different, which is kind of ironic or counterintuitive considering what this episode's about. I talked with Benjamin Spall, who's with co-author of My Morning Routine, the new book, and uh, we talk about routines, you know, morning, evening, we talk about assembling routines, we talk about the different elements that make up routines. There's so many things we get into. This podcast is anything but routine, and I can't wait to share it with you. So let's just get into my conversation with Benjamin Spall of My Morning Routine here on the Productivityist Podcast. I'd like to welcome Benjamin Spall to the Productivityist Podcast. Benjamin, thanks for joining me today. Hey, Mike, it's great to be here. So I am holding in my hands uh, the, uh, the a copy of My Morning Routine, How Successful People Start Every Day Inspired. And as we were starting this uh, conversation, um, first up, it is 10 a.m. where we are. And both of us are would just kind of be warming up at this point. Wouldn't you say, Benjamin, this is kind of like when we're all right, I could probably do some stuff now, right? Right, right. Yeah, I'm certainly like we we write a lot about uh, early rises in our book and on our website in general, and that's certainly that's certainly not me. I, I'm not a extreme late riser, but I'm definitely not on the earlier end. So let's talk about the the kind of the the circadian clock and and the body clock stuff because I mean I've, I'm you know that I, I you know I've talked about this stuff before when I did I did uh, and I'll link to not only the book obviously but I had a, a morning routine that's still up on the site so I'm going to link to that mm-hmm. as well but um how important are are morning routines to people regardless of their body clock because I think a lot of 
or late like late risers uh and early and even 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 early risers are kind of like well i set things up the night before or i just have you know i just get up and go why are morning routines so critical for people regardless of what their body clocks are yeah well i mean first of all i'd like to say that when we refer to morning routines in the book and on our website uh, we're referencing the time between when you're waking up and either leaving your home or like transitioning to the next part of the day. Mm-hmm. So if, for example, you work a night shift, your morning routine may start at three or four in the afternoon. And that's the, the point we're trying to make is your morning is when you get up, regardless right. of the time of day. Um, but to your question about how I think it really helps with actually um, transitioning your day from, you know, getting up, which whatever time of day you get up, that's not an enjoyable feat for most of us um, to actually getting what you need to be, you know, getting on with what you need to be doing that day. So that could be sitting down to actually do some work at home, or it could just be getting yourself ready to get out the door. So let's, I want to talk about the, the fact that you put this book together. So really, it's an anthology of, of you know, morning routines. And, I, and you're right. Like, it, I mean, again, it doesn't matter when that routine happens it's when your morning begins why you know Mason Curry wrote the book Daily Rituals, which talks about his mm-hmm. famous daily rituals. Um, you know, uh, Tim Ferriss has got uh, his uh, his tools uh, tools of Titans. Like, there's a lot. There's these books out there that kind of say, "Hey, here's how I operate." Mm-hmm. Um, why are people why why are people so fascinated with like these mental models of of you know I need to have a morning routine. Let me find out what you know uh, you know Ryan Holiday does. Uh, because I want to focus on my productivity or what, you know, um, let's say uh, looking through the book, let's say, uh, you know, Biz Stone about because he's, you know, because they're parents. Like, why do people mm-hmm. why do people gravitate towards these the, the, this kind of not just the book, but your website as well? But why do people gravitate towards those as a is it like what have you found when you as you've as you've kind of been going through the process of writing the book and even just in the history of your work uh, over at the website as well? Yeah, well, I think in general, I mean, not not just morning routines, but people are fascinated by routines. Mm-hmm. And I found because, you know, I, I finished writing this book you know, three or four months ago now. So I found that even when I pick the book up now to like prep myself for something or remind myself of something, I can actually be meaning to look at, you know, some of the parts I wrote and actually find myself, you know, reading someone's routine and really enjoying it, even if I've read it five or six times. Um, you can really get engrossed in that. And it is kind of, there's definitely a sort of voyeurism about it, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we like to put it like the book gives you a peek inside the lives of busy, successful people and actually make, makes it simple to replicate what they do. And um, we've, we've certainly found that. And one thing that the book definitely is, is we, we say how successful people start every day inspired. But it's really a collection of people from all walks of life. And some people are more successful than others. And some people are certainly successful in different ways. And we're really looking at real examples of real people. And certainly some of the routines are a little wacky, a little out there. Like we have uh, Dave Asprey, for example. The bullet, <laughs> bullet immediately. immediately I know. Yeah, Dave lives not too far from his, his biohacking lab is not uh-huh. too far from where I live. Yeah, Dave's morning routine would be an interesting one to follow through on. I mean, so would Ferris's, to be honest. Right, right. Yeah, no, we definitely have some some routines where I'm like, this is fascinating, but I'm not going to do much of it, you know. But um, for, the, for the most part, a lot of them are just very simple, very um, repetitive, I would say. And that's that's one thing that the, the book certainly gives you. As you as you read through the routines, you, you begin to notice that a lot of people are doing the same things. And 
we're not trying to say that you need to do one thing or another. We're not saying you have to get up at 5 a.m. or something like that. What we are saying is that there's these repeated patterns that people come across. And then you could you could just try them out. Try out certain things that you believe may work for you. And in truth, they may not work for you. But just actually giving them a go and experimenting, is that that's all we ask from the book. So out of the uh, the routines that you kind of, uh, you know, kind of put together and assimilate, you know, mm-hmm. kind of assimilated and organized for this book, what were some of the what are some of the things that you've taken from people's routines? Maybe give a couple of examples that you've added to your own routine that maybe wasn't weren't there when you first uh, established your own. Of course. Yeah. So, I mean, one thing that more, more from the website, I've been doing this for a while now, but I, I certainly um, I make my morning as calm as possible. And I know that may seem, sound a little boring to some people, but when, when the rest of your day is pretty hectic, you know, you know, full of emails, full of like calls and just all over the place and meetings and such, making your morning calm is like incredibly, it's just an incredibly nice thing to do for yourself. And it makes sure it makes in, in my, in my view, it makes my morning my, that much better. Like I purposely don't check email on my phone. I like, I'll check Instagram because to me, that's a calming experience to go through some nice photos, but I don't check email. I don't check Twitter. I don't check, you know, I use Asana. I don't check that. And I, I purposely use that time so that me and my wife can sit down and have breakfast together and just talk about the day ahead and really just, you know, enjoy that time together before like the craziness of the day begins uh out of all of the the ones you've assembled um which mm-hmm. you know which ones because i know that when you were putting them together you actually said hey has anything changed you probably want to i mean i know you emailed me to ask if if uh, and actually uh-huh. and we did i think we updated on the website too there was a couple things to change yes what w- do you remember whose routine changed drastically that you were kind of like whoa really or was there mm. not was there not much variation when it came to uh when it came to people's routines from when you initially got them to when you were putting them together for this book you know what there, there wasn't a huge amount of variation and i would say that's that's both good this i'd say that's mostly good because mm-hmm. but at the same time we definitely say we have a chapter in the book called adaptation and in that chapter, we talk about how it's okay to adapt and change your routine over time, as long as those changes are kind of like on your terms. Mm-hmm. So, you know, fall, falling out of different things that you actually want to be doing isn't a good thing. But when you decide to change something, that's absolutely fine. And like you say, we, we spoke to Ryan Holiday, and he he updated his routine for the book because he, uh, he had a child a couple of years ago. So that was obviously a big change that he wanted to add into it. And uh, the, the uh, author, Jenny Blake, she changed hers because she went from being single in New York City to uh, moving a boyfriend into the same apartment, a you know, small studio apartment, not much bigger than my own. Um, so that both of these changes, they were brought about by actual life events. And they, they're both difficult. It's, it's, it's interesting to read the differences they make. And um, But for the most part, I would say that the cause of the routines are the same. It's more kind of moving that around and, like I say, adapting into those changes. Now, one of the parts of the book you discussed is chapter five, and this is the one that I'm really close to, uh, and uh-huh. I'm sure you are as well. You know exactly what I'm going to talk yeah, about. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> evening routines. I'm mm-hmm. a big believer that the evening routine is kind of like the real morning routine for somebody like me. Like, I, like mm-hmm. if I, because I suck at mornings. So if right. I don't have things set up for me the next morning, like, like, you know, and, and I mentioned this, you know, like having my Nutriblast, uh, like my Nutribullet shake ready, having uh-huh. my clothes set aside for me. Like I prepare, I do all that stuff the night before, because when I wake up in the morning, I'm like you, I like to have that calm morning. Right. What were like, how would you say, and I, I, I will say that morning and evening routines are like, to me that, that they are, uh, they're equally important. 
Um, what are your thoughts on the evening routine and the morning routine? Kind of like, just like we talked about the early bird and, and, and night owls, where does evening routines fit in, in terms of what your thoughts are on it? Yeah, we actually, let me, let me find you a great quote. We actually uh, wrote an article about morning, uh, evening routines the other day. And we we have a uh, we had a Dutch project manager, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try and pronounce her name, mm-hmm. but she but she uh, she quoted to us that her morning and her evening and morning routine seem seem almost inseparable, and she said it's almost like my sleep is part of a daily twelve hour long routine. So mm-hmm. it starts in the evening, sleep in the middle, and then her morning routine. And the way that we the way that we like to look at evening routines is that instead, like like many of us, like many of us used to be, instead of simply running up the hours until you're finally bored enough to go to bed, uh, you should structure your evening routine that helps you wind down from the responsibilities of the day and can get it can help you get a head start on your morning. So even if you're more even if like, like yourself, even if your morning isn't your most productive time of day and that comes much later, actually getting a head start on your morning the night before is incredibly beneficial because it really helps that your it really helps you get a calm morning routine like the moment you wake up one of the things that comes uh, my way when i talk to people about the importance of routine because it, it, mm-hmm. it i mean i like i said i think they they bookend your day the morning and evening routines they, right. they're the things that you know you can rely on when the day gets all messy in the middle uh you know that those are the things you can rely on but what i hear from people a lot and you address this in the book as well is yeah but mike what when you travel like what about when, mm-hmm. you, when you're on the road or what about you know if i'm if I'm going to be uh, in a completely different location, like how do you, you talk about this in the book, there's some, some routines in the book, but what are some of the things that you find people do uh, mm-hmm. that allow them to have their routines carry through no matter where that, they, where they are? Right. Yeah, no, no, this is definitely something that came up again and again. And we were happy that we could interview some people that travel a lot, especially for business. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and from speaking with them and from speaking with people that travel for other reasons, uh, we propose generally and, many of our frequent travelers have said this is that it's entirely possible to keep your morning routine in place when you travel or at the very least to have a travel ready routine that you can use on the road and always know is there when you need it and by travel ready routine we generally kind of mean just a you know a simple or you know more, more pared down version of your at home routine like safe mode when you start up your computer right. again right. <laughs> you know no, it's that, like exactly it could do right. the, yeah. it could do the bare bones of what you needed to do but you can at least get up and running Exactly. Is that? I mean, yes. Exactly. In some cases, that will be actually running, as you say. <laughs> um, like, for example, you know, you can work out of the hotel. You can you can work literally like out of a hotel room. We find that to be less distracting. You know, you can sit you little uh, sit at the desk, and the only distraction you might you might have is you know room service coming in at one point. Um, but also, you can even work out in a hotel room if your mm-hmm. hotel doesn't have a gym. You know, it has a chair. It has something that can help you, you know, do push-ups or something. Um, and of course, you know, if, if you're into running, you can do that wherever. So we find that being in a different environment and you know, traveling for work and such, it definitely does, you know, add stress to your mornings and changes things about. But we we think you can really keep the bare bones of it and, like you say, kind of a safe mode version of it, and actually just keep that so that when you know when you're at meetings for the day because you're probably if you're traveling for work you're probably doing something different than what you would normally be doing um it can it can at least you know make your morning still that calm place before you have to begin your day so when i was traveling recently uh the seattle airport has the mm-hmm. uh has the vending machines for the google fi you know the 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 phone oh, that you can, yeah and uh-huh. they have the free giveaways where if you right. answer a quiz and one of the things that they were, they had the water bottle, they had stuff that would be good for travel, but like some interesting stuff, but they had a resistance band, like one of the, and I'm like, you know oh. what, I need something like that because there's been instances where I've been in a hotel and either the gym is, there is no gym 
or uh, the gym is not fun. Like I've been to hotels where like right, the gym's right. just locked. I'm like, I need something that, so I actually stopped and answered the quiz just so I could get the, cause I can't use a Google Fi phone being Canadian. Like it's only mm-hmm. available in the U S but I wanted the resistance band because it's small, <laughs> it's compact. And then I could do workouts if I wanted to in, in my hotel room without, without uh-huh. fail. Um, how long in your, uh, through your research and through the, you know, whether it's anecdotal or just, you know, through actual, you know, um, through your findings of just, you know, routine establishments, how long does it take for a routine in most cases for people for them to, for it to take hold? Yeah. So we are very, uh, we didn't like to give a precise number for this because, you know, we're not scientists, we're Mm -hmm. not uh, productivity experts. Um, we, we, I can't can't remember what we put exactly. I think we said, just give everything a go for two to three weeks. Right. Um, we, we didn't, you know, we, we didn't put a precise number on it. I'm sure there probably is one. Um, the, the point we're trying to make is you want to give it enough time that you actually, you know, give it its due. But at the same time, if it's clearly not, you know, if it's clearly not working for you and it's clearly something that you're not actually sure what you will enjoy, then maybe just, you know, steps, you know, take it out and go on to something else. Um, but we definitely, we, we talk about this a lot in the conclusion as well. We definitely think the key is to actually experiment with these different ideas. And throughout the book, both from the actual interviews themselves and from the little bits of writing that we put ourselves in between, um, we, we, you know, th- there are many ideas that you'll get from reading this book, but you're not going to want to implement them all. Mm-hmm. And you're, cer- you're certainly not going to want to implement them all at the same time. Um, so we definitely recommend experimenting for a few weeks at a time. And I think you'll very quickly, you know, realize if you enjoy it, then you can continue on with it. Um, but if, if, if you don't enjoy it, then just, just, just drop it after a few weeks after it's had its, after it's had its due. Uh, one of the things I want to get to, we're going to wrap up soon. We got a couple more questions, but one of the big things I want to get to is journaling. Like I am mm. a big journaler. I journal at the end of the night. How many people in the book? I'd be curious to, to, cause you know, again, this is a book where you, it's a reference book. Like you're not going to, mm-hmm. I mean, in, in most cases you're going to look, you're going to skim and find the people that relate to you the most or that you're going to find appealing and you're going to go, okay, let right, me look right. at them. And then, you know, you, you'll, you'll jump back in. That's the one thing you like about these kind of anthology style books. But uh, how many people did you find were incorporating some form of journaling as part of their routine? Yeah, we actually don't have the exact numbers on journaling, but in terms of journaling as kind of a morning meditation kind mm-hmm. of an advice, we definitely had a lot of people that spoke about meditation and more modern ideas on meditation, which I would put journaling, well, it's probably not that modern, but you know, nowadays, modern nowadays idea, I would definitely put journaling into that category. Uh, so we had a lot of people that, though they may not meditate, they would talk about medi- you know, meditating, per se, on a morning run or even on a morning commute or a walk in nature. Um, and that's something that has come up time and again. And though I don't know how many of our actual participants meditate, as in sitting you know, cross-leg kind of thing, um, it's definitely keeping you know, meditative moments in your morning is definitely something that came up time and time again. And it's certainly something that we, we have a whole chapter about meditation in the book. Mm -hmm. And it's something that even, you know, myself, I just meditate 10 minutes a day, but those 10 minutes are incredibly beneficial for the rest of my day. And it's nothing special. It's literally just, you know, sitting down, listening to like waves. I think I have right now, although I change it up. Um, And it just makes a huge difference. And I I don't even do that in the morning, but at least giving yourself time to have that have that moment and, and i think that's what journaling brings um that that makes a huge difference it really allows you to think about you know everything your life and such and actually bring that into the, your work and you know realize that a lot of what you're doing isn't that important in the greater scheme of things and actually just you know have that calm moment again 
Now, I'm not going to ask you how someone should establish a morning routine because you do talk about that in the book. You pick up the book to figure that out, everybody, and learn <laughs> about somebody. But maybe the as we get close to wrapping up here, the maybe the most surprising th- thing that you found as you were compiling this when it came to routines, like what was the thing that you kind of like, ah, well, that's that's something I didn't I didn't expect. Or maybe you, Michael, just were kind of like it didn't it didn't um it didn't disturb you, but it was just kind of like mm-hmm. a, one of those, uh, you know, those uh, moments. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I would say, and, and this is, I'd say a positive for people reading the book. There was nothing shocking. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll come back to Dave Asprey again. Some of you should read, <laughs> read his routine. It's, it's fairly shocking, but um, there's nothing um, crazy per se. And we've actually, we have this problem quite a lot because sometimes people, people ask us um, to write articles about, you know, the crazy morning routines. And I'm like, maybe we were interviewing the wrong people, but you know, nothing is crazy. But crazy, does that really know? help? But, but and I think you're right, though. But does that like the crazy morning routines? I think those are more for fascination than right, for right, implementation. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. No, I, I I totally agree. And um, yeah, I mean, even even people who like to be you know crazy and quirky, I'm not sure if the morning is when they do that. But um, yeah, it, it's just it, we we certainly haven't had anything particularly crazy. We have incredibly interesting routines. Like for example, we had a uh, uh, Gen- General Stanley McChrystal, mm-hmm. and that was one of the most awesome and scary phone calls I've ever had in my life. But um, <laughs> that. His is just fascinating. And we have so many other people like him where their routines are incredibly interesting and incredibly practical, uh, practical, but they're not crazy. But that actually means you can get some, you know, you can get some ideas from that routine that you can use in your own, which I wouldn't say you could get from a crazier one. Benjamin, this is this has been great. Uh, I want everyone to go up and pick up this book, My Morning Routine, How Successful People Start Every Day Inspired. It's available now, so you can go get it. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm really excited to see this out here because there are you know we've we've seen like I said Mason Curry's got the book about daily rituals mm-hmm. but this is this uh, establishing a routine is something that you could st- it, it's a it's a building block like you don't have to do it all at once and 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 by having some people that you can look to as mental models. Um, I think that that's that, that's what we love to see. We love to follow what other people are doing, successful people. And again, our own. The great thing about this book is that you could. There are so many different ways to look at success and these successful people in this book that you're going to find some. You're going to find you're going to find a ton of ideas in here, uh, Benjamin. Where else can people? So people can get the book on Amazon, and uh, where else? And where else can they? Where else can they find you and and, and Michael's work? Yeah. So yeah, the the book is on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all those places. Uh, the, the website is mymorningroutine.com and uh, you can also find me at benjaminspore.com and my co-author and co-founder Michael is at michaelzander with an x.com. Thanks again for joining me today on the Productivities Podcast, Benjamin. Thank you for having me. So there you go. Now you can build a morning and or evening routine. I suggest both. And I would suggest you go pick up the new book as well. Check out all this stuff we talked about in the show notes. And uh, of course, if you want to get more more material, like more bonus stuff, we have what I call bonus episodes. We talked about three more things, and you can get that uh, if you are a member, a patron of the Productivityist podcast. Just head over to productivityist.com slash community, or membership rather, productivityist.com slash membership. It is a community. 
to learn more about that and all the stuff that comes with that. So again, productivityist.com slash membership. Thanks to Benjamin for joining me this week on the show. Thanks to John Polster for producing the show. Thanks to my team for assembling all the things that go into the show. And thanks to you for listening. Until next time, I'm Mike Vardy, the host of the Productivities Podcast, reminding you to stop guessing and start going.